0: Love Talk Radio. What's up? Welcome to another wonderful Sunday edition of Football Fan Rush Radio. I'm your host, Kaz. I've got my boy Mike on the line. What's going on, Mike? How are you? What's up?
1: I'm here. I'm here. Uh, I think I'm here.
0: I hear you loud and clear. Now, we're missing our third co-host, Michael, which is our audio engineer, and that's the person who levels us out on the show when we take it too far. But he's actually also a performer. So he is performing today. We wish him the best. He is letting his vocals loose. So next week's season kickoff, Michael will be back here with us. So, what's going on, Mike? Are you ready, finally ready for this football season to start? Preseason is over with, it's out the way. Since everyone said it didn't count.
1: I'm ready for a few things to be over with, which we will discuss on the show. I'm ready for when folks get injured, at least it will be during games that matter. I'm ready for uh, next Sunday to actually be a Sunday where I get to watch football because it's making me mad that there's no football on today. I was watching plenty of college football last night. I need football on my Sunday. So Mm -hmm. I think that describes me being ready.
0: I am. I know I'm ready. I'm ready. Everyone did the whole preseason doesn't count, but kind of lost their mind over preseason. A lot of hoopla, a lot of injuries. Um, We were definitely, you you always have to expect injuries in training camp and preseason, but there were a lot of key injuries. We discussed that. Um, A lot of cuts. Some of them were shocking, which we're going to go over that. Some of them were really honestly a big shock, but I'm ready for the season to start. I'm ready for my 16 games. I'm ready to see the guys get down. Dirty on the gridiron. I am ready for play. No rainstorm. I'm completely ready. I know the NFC North is ready, and it looks like they're trying to claim that the Black and Blue Division, again, these defenses, uh, we're going to talk about Chicago's
1: defense, but as far as the Lions, the Vikings, and the Packers. Wait a minute. Back up, look back look up. Look I'm, b- back. I'm about to oh see you trying to throw in those jabs. Huh? You throwing in those jabs at me, hey, talking I'm about
0: deserve- jabs. I'm going to a couple of jabs. Come
1: on, come on! I'm gonna throw a couple. Uh, but no, you can. We're watching yeah, the defense, see, obviously, for the, for the Bears' rebuild. I was
0: gonna
1: say something else. Well, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just sick of folks throwing these Bears jabs. You can't hold the Bears accountable for this for the Mark Trestman era. Well, let me rephrase. You can't hold the well, Bears no, accountable for it because they did it. But you can't hold the current Bears accountable for the Mark Trestman era because they are ready. I mean, Vic Fangio has them playing playing football. Sometimes you can't do nothing about the talent you have when on the first season with them, but good gosh. Give them a chance. These, well, these that's what I was going have, to say. That's that's where I was kind of going
0: with.
1: that. Yeah, but you keep talking that's about uh, kind of Yeah, you got the Bears defense. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a jab. That's an un, well, underhanded jab.
0: Well, and, and it is because, honestly, over the last two seasons, from injuries to who they had as defensive coordinator, we have not seen the defense be the defense that we are used to seeing from the Chicago Bears. They were very predictable. Um, I didn't like even some of the people that they picked up. Now, true indeed, they got a rookie. He stepped right in, and he's awesome. But overall, even from the special teams, so we don't exactly know what to we haven't had a chance to see them jail and fix their mistakes. This is going to be their first season. So, normally, until that chemistry is built, we don't know what we're going to see. So, that was where my uh comes from because we don't know if all of the pieces we hear the names, we see what's on paper, but we don't know if all those pieces are going to come together and mechanically work to the way that we're used to seeing the Bears' defense work. So, I can't just sit here and say, Oh, the Bears' defense is stacked. When I know what Dom Capers, you know, has done, I know what Minnesota has done, you know, we definitely have seen what the Lions have done. Yes, they lost the key player. They lost uh, that, that, that was a big, that's a big hole, big shoes to fill. But overall, their defense is still the same solid defense that we're used to seeing. So we don't know what Chicago's going to get. But since you feel like I threw Chicago, the biggest jab, why don't we lead off the show with what you think, of the cuts that got him down to the 53 man roster and were there any players that were cut that
1: was a shock to you? The only almost shocking one happened early in the week before they got down to the 53 man cuts. It was at the it was at the 90 or the 70 uh 5 man cut and that's when they cut Tim Jennings. That might have been shocking to some because he was listed as the as the starter. On every depth chart, all the way up until being cut, but that just may come down to Ryan Pace and and John Fox and Vic Fangio basically saying oh, it's time for a new era. Tim Jennings was a part of the old era because it's not like he was he played a Pro Bowl like season in the last two seasons. He hasn't had a good season since uh, since. Lovey Smith was here. So, let's just move on and go with the younger younger guys. The next thing I would suggest is for Bears fans to enjoy the the three men quarterback, the three quarterbacks that we have. They basically kept three yeah. because you can only put a quarterback on the practice squad for one season. So uh, David fails eventually will become Chicago's backup quarterback. Either Jay Cutler is going to step up and they will likely drop Clawson, or Kate Cutler will be cut and everybody will move up on the depth chart in a season or two. So David fails they kept him, and I think it was a good thing in keeping him. Everything else is just a matter of getting Bears fans used to the 4-3 defense because it doesn't look like we kept a lot of defensive linemen. Well, that's because some traditional defensive linemen are being listed as keeping a lot of linebackers. So
0: So do you you think at some point that Cutler could ever be cut?
1: I'm not saying that he likely would. I'm just saying that it's more about – the. Uh, my, my comment is more about the Bears need to get used to David Fail's being kept in the death chart. And the only way that it's either going to happen is either Cutler is gone in a season, next season he's gone and everybody moves up, or Cutler stays and Clawson is gone in a season because it's clear – that this staff likes David Phelps. The only way you keep him uh, as a third quarterback is if you really like him because they didn't want to let him go uh, because they put him on the practice squad last year already. Going to everything else, it is clear these cornerbacks need to get their act together, these safeties Need to play safety. I do like that we have Enter a role, regardless if you think he's uh, long in the tooth. It's time for some veteran safeties instead of making this safety being on this bare bear squad. Um, I'm trying to think other positions. I will say I felt like we kept a lot of running backs. Almost, yeah. In my eyes, almost too many. Like, we don't need that many running backs. Um, well, is, is John Fox?
0: What, is he trying to get that ground game going as, as opposed to aerial? He's trying to get the PC? ground
1: game going, but it's not like he's going to play all of those running backs. He's trying to figure out which ones he's going to keep and which ones he doesn't want to. I think uh, the problem is Matt Forte is clearly your your star running back. Correct, Jacquious Rogers. They picked him up in the off season and didn't expect him to be. Didn't expect to be. Uh, looked at it. As a matter of fact it came out that the Bears went looking at Frank Gore but Jaquez Rogers just kept jumping jumping off the paper at them. Then Langford had an excellent preseason. So it was like, okay, well we gotta keep Langford. And then they drafted Kadeem Carey last year and it was like, okay, we like this guy so we don't want to let him go. Now you got four running backs and basically no receivers. Uh, well, and at then this also point in the game, when it when you I, look I was at the receiver they, injury, is
0: that a bad
1: thing. I, I I was glad they finally cut uh, Rosario on the tight end side. It was he just wasn't catching the balls during the season or the preseason. They went and picked up a a, a tight end from Houston um, on a on a late trade. So it, that that's going to be interesting. I'm one of the Bears fans that would love for them to look at Reggie Wayne, um, considering the Patriots let him go, because the Bears need a a wide receiver presence, because we don't have one currently.
0: Okay, okay, okay. So, are the Bears more fun to play for than the Patriots? Because, you know, he didn't have any
1: fun. I mean... I think every team in the NFL so might actually water, be more fun than playing for the Patriots. The Patriots have an attitude: is these games aren't fun. <laughs> the fun is in winning. That's the attitude they have, and everybody does uh, enjoy winning. And that's about what I can say to that. Everyone definitely does enjoy winning. So when you look
0: at the type of receiver that Reggie Wayne is, do you think he'll fit into the scheme of things
1: with Jay Cutler? I think Reggie Wayne is the type of uh, receiver for two reasons. One, he's a good route runner. Jay Cutler needs a route runner that's going to be where he's supposed to be because when he throws an errant pass, at least he has the athleticism also to go get it. I think what I like about um, Reggie,
0: besides his veteran play and him being in, you know, playoff situations where he knows exactly what's going on, I agree with you. He actually does know where to go get the ball. He's also very – he's been very good at reading coverages. I don't know – I did not get to see – we didn't get to see what he looked like in training camp because we don't cover that division. But I don't know, you know – has he lost the step? Because if he hasn't, I agree that just may, unless there's some young talent out there, that just may be a pretty, you know, key pickup for right now, considering the wide receiver debacle that's going on in Chicago with the Bears. So I understand why the running backs are stacked and I understand why that ground game has to get going. You need a couple different assassins besides just the aerial game until you can get those receivers healthy and back on the field. So, I opened talking about the Bears defense, and, you know, you about hit me with a broomstick as if I was like Tom from Tom and Jerry or something. So you break it down then. You tell me what you see this season from the defense, with the new defensive coordinator, new coach, whole new scheme of things, and from what we got to see in training camp and preseason. What do you honestly see going up against the What I honestly think is the TV defensive season.
1: line, the defensive line is getting gashed on running plays. They got to fix that. Um, I feel like the linebackers are better than we had in about four years. Um, and, yes, I'm including those years that that uh, we're talking about, Brian Urlacher and Lance Briggs. I'm a huge fan okay. of both of those. But by the end of their careers, it became clear that it was the end of their careers. Uh, they, were, they were making plays with their heads by the end of their careers and less with their bodies. Yes, that is great, and everyone knows football is a chess-like sport, and you have to use your mind. But talent wins out, and it seems like we actually have some talent on the field of the linebackers. Plus, our outside linebackers look like they want to go get the quarterback. So we have some pass rushers. I like that. Our secondary, you heard me say it last week, it seems to be Secondary in the minds of of the Bears. Um, I feel like every team in the NFC North has a horrible secondary. I, I'll say it. Every team in the I NFC try. North. I, now, I so do you, so right you honestly say,
0: think the, the Packers have a horrible secondary?
1: Oh, in yes, I think, the Packers ha- I, I think the Packers have the horrible secondary. I didn't say they have the worst secondary in the North. I think they have a horrible secondary as well. Uh, look at that preseason game right, where they because got gassed. something is better than horrible.
0: <laughs> Something's I mean, better than that, horrible. That, right? That's not saying you're the worst. I mean you're just horrible. Like, okay. It's still, still, they're still right. Live. They're
1: not they, doesn't mean they're the worst. I mean like the Packers might have the best secondary in the division, but that don't mean your secondary is good. <laughs> you could have the twenty you could have the twenty six best uh secondary in the divi I mean in the NFL and the other three could still be below you. So they still might have the best secondary in the division, but I think all four secondaries in the division are horrible. I literally do. I mean, I do think – I actually think if you look at what's uh-huh. coming down the pipe for secondaries, in two to three years, the Bears and the Packers will probably have two of the better secondaries in the NFL. But I'm talking about today.
0: I don't even no. think you know. be on
1: the Bears. Whoa, okay. oh yeah. I I think, so, I think that be, Dix is going to be good. Go I think if if this guy Mitchell is any way halfway decent as he is was in the preseason, he's got a lot to to, to 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 say. I'm I'm losing confidence in Brock Vereen even though we kept him. I do think uh Kyle Fuller played like a uh is 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 getting better. He's just got to get better faster. Well, we're going to see the
0: battle. We're we're going to see September 13th, the battle of the secondaries that are horrible because that season opener, Green Bay, comes to Chicago. That's never a pretty matchup. The oldest, sturdiest, hated rivalry in the sport of the NFL. Like, this is... It's, it's brutal on the field. It's brutal in the stands. It's brutal at the sports bar. Crazy. I'm gonna but tell you
1: when I, I don't as think a kid. Is, a Packers
0: secondary is horrible. But I'm
1: gonna talk. Packers. You just think they're yeah. they're bad. You just think they're not good. Do <laughs> you know there's room for improvement, but horrible. Like, ew. Ew. But I, <clears and throat> like I, I, I think their secondary is horrible. I think they will improve and then probably improve faster than any other secondary in the division, but when I when I'll admit, one of the reasons I am critical of the secondary of every NFL uh team is there's is because that's what I played when I played football. I was a defensive back. Additionally, growing up, my favorite uh players were Rod Woodson, were Dion Sanders, were Ronnie Lott,
0: secondary players.
1: So I'm very judgmental. It. I'm very judgmental. I mean, like when you look at the secondary, I love the Legion of Boom. The Legion of Boom hits hard, and their coverage and their their great coverage backs. So I have a high threshold of judgment when it comes to the secondary, just because, cause for example, there have been times when the NFL's best secondary, in my opinion, wasn't even good. It just meant you were better than everybody else. That don't mean you're good. <laughs> uh, but the the NF, the I won't disagree that the Packers secondary might be better than everybody else in the NFC North. The Lions have the worst secondary in the, <laughs> the NFC North, in my opinion. No, no. As as critical as I am mm-hmm. of the Bears and the Packers secondary, I don't even think they're the worst. I mean, and you know how critical I am of the Bears secondary. I I I pick apart the Bears secondary on a regular basis. Um, the last time the Bears had had a great secondary, two of them went to the Pro Bowl, and they weren't, and it wasn't on. Their their athleticism. It was Peanut Tillman and Tim Jennings. They both went to the Pro Bowl. And that season, a lot of people felt that uh, Richard Sherman was a Pro Bowl snub because he ended up being All Pro that season. Whether you agree or not, Richard Sherman by far has more athleticism than uh, than the two on the Bears of Tim Jennings and Peanut Tillman did that year. But Lovey Smith's defense and Peanut Tillman's experience made the secondary look better than it really was. Uh, but it is time for this secondary to step up.
0: It is. And, and, you know, since we were talking like the Bears-Packers matchup, which is the – if you are in Chicago or you ever get to Lambeau Field, you have, I don't care if you are a Bears or Packers fan or not. This is the rivalry of all – like – you kind
1: of some sometimes there have been seasons I've gone and I was scared and I was like I don't I don't know what to do I don't, I'll tell you a, as a kid is, is that as a kid, so much fun as a kid growing up I didn't understand at first why the Bears Packers meant something I'll tell you as a kid the moment that I finally understood and I began to hate the Packers is when they threw Jim McMahon onto the fi- onto the ground right onto his shoulder and it was well after the whistle and Jim McMahon has never been the same ever since mind you huh? the two previous Good seasons job. the two previous seasons Jim McMahon went to the pro bowl so he had never he had he never was the same and after that I have not liked the Packers ever since well that was honestly he had a great career for somebody that they
0: didn't even think was going to have a career like he was just on the bench
1: Oh like, yeah, he, he, he did because after, so, after he left the Bears, after he left the Bears, he went to the Eagles. But, but I'm gonna, this I'm is gonna, on the
0: Packers. I'm, shut I'm just you saying now, I'm gonna shut you down, Raina, because we, this, you know, yay Bears, go Bears, bear down.
1: All right. No, I'm saying this is so to we be about we Packers. I'm just letting you know that's when I understood my hate for the Packers.
0: <laughs> that makes me love football. But when we're talking, now that we're talking. Bears Packers. I kind of want to swing over to the Packers because you seem to think their secondary is—you did use the word horrible. I'm going to hold you to it, but I don't know. Ha Ha Clinton Dix, you know Sam Shields,
1: Sean Richardson. Like I don't,
0: I don't, I don't see horrible
1: on that. On that I, secondary, I, don't, I don't the only person horrible. worth saying is Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Literally, that that is how You how I better you. go with yep. didn't on September 12th when they get
0: here because I don't think you. Know, I don't know. Well, I do think um, they are listed. They are actually, when people break down the NFC North division um, and looking at it, as of right now, going off of their resume and their history, everyone's expecting the Packers to finish first. And when we look at their final 53-man roster, it it really doesn't look bad. It's pretty typical of what we've seen. Um, They're holding it down with three quarterbacks, with Rodgers, Holstein, and so they've got three quarterbacks. They've got five running backs. I'm watching. You know, that was about a season or two ago. The whole thing was the running backs are becoming extinct. Um, you won't see a lot of them. They're making more versatile plays for wide receivers. But I am watching teams back, half and fullbacks, and this is one of them um, right now.
1: Well, there the, are the, five Packers backs. Never, the, the Packers never. The Packers never and I mean never, have run away from the from the fullback position. They're one of the few teams that understand the fullback actually means something. As a matter of fact, some teams keep uh, tight ends and list them as fullbacks, uh, but the Packers keep a, a true fullback. Uh, John Kim they is – They do. Is, they, do. They, they, they keep a true fullback, and – as many times as people have talked about the the death of the the death of the running back position most NFL teams understand when everybody else is doing this somebody's got to do something differently and the packers it didn't hurt that they drafted Eddie Lacy when they when you draft an Eddie Lacy then you don't have to abandon the running back position because for a little while before they drafted Eddie Lacy Let's keep something real. Brett Favre had running backs until, until the. Well, Packers yeah, got, but that uh, was
0: also the era no, no, a no, lot of teams Packers, had running backs.
1: Until the Packers drafted Eddie Lacy, the running, the running, the rushing stat for the Packers was Aaron Rodgers. That was the rushing stat. So they got they have now a running back, and they understand also with. So much of their offense being predicated on how well Eddie Lacy does, you gotta have a backup for him. Just like with uh, most teams that have a dominant running well, not back.
0: Not even that. I mean, James Stark, Starks has come out and made some very key plays. He's made some amazing plays. Yes, he
1: has. I, I see. You know how I see Starks. Although mm-hmm. technically he, and and definitely he is a running back. Yeah. I see Starks the same way I see Percy Harvin in that just like even in Percy Harvin's uh, college years, he was he was listed at running back. He only got switched to receiver in an NFL. James Starks is almost a receiver out of the backfield because he's built like a big receiver in his body structure in my opinion because he's definitely a change of pace back to Eddie Lacy. But how many teams are smart enough to stack uh, a a change of pace back? Because the last time I can remember an NFL team doing that and doing that well was Warwick Dunn and Mike Allstock with the Atlanta Falcons. That's basically. You never know. uh, There have been some shockers around the league. We're going to
0: talk about some more teams.
1: Even in our very own I mean I, I think I, that's the first team that's probably doing that. Uh, James Starks is the equivalent of the Warwick Dunn, and Mike Allstott is the Eddie Lacy. So it's just they have them switched up in, in the order that they treat them. But, yeah, that's it's the first team I've seen do that in a while. And I actually like it coming from what is considered uh, running when you get off the bus city. The Packers are running when they get off the bus. Now, and
0: ladies and gentlemen,
1: this this is this is this is from a person who hates the Packers. Yeah, yeah. I do. But also, <laughs> when you said the Packers kept three quarterbacks, no, they have three quarterbacks on their roster that are listed as quarterback. They have one quarterback. His name is Aaron Rodgers. They have three people listed as quarterback.
0: I mean, Aaron no, Rodgers I mean, is their playmaker. I mean, they have three on their roster,
1: 53 men. <laughs> so they they, have,
0: have, three they have two other yeah, guys standing in that position. <laughs> um, as long as they stay healthy, they can end up in the top spot of the NFC North again. The way they play, the chemistry, is just there for them. It, it works. Aaron Rodgers marks them down the field. He has several ways
1: to attack it, their opponent. But, now, Randall Cobb. Now let's move on to another position. Randall Cobb at the receiver position. They lost Jordy Nelson. Randall Mm -hmm. Cobb won't likely be lost for any length of time, but the the worries for Randall. Huh? He's supposed to play in the season opener. Okay, that's my my point still stand. My point actually still stands about Randall Cobb. I was never expecting him to not play in the first game of the season, but his injury is. Of the lingering type So that even if he plays game one I For the Packers sake They need to hope that it's not a problem again In game three Or a problem again in game seven So that's that, they, have, they keep a death chart of receivers And Aaron Rodgers Is, is like a Peyton Manning In that you might be a no name But Aaron Rodgers Is going to make you look like you're all pro So that is one good thing for the Packers. That is one thing that Aaron Rodgers does have the ability to do. Because we know of plenty of receivers that Peyton Manning has had in his history, and he made them look like all pros. Aaron Rodgers has those skills. Now, one of the things I think the Packers need to fix and stop Mm -hmm. relying on is the fact that Aaron Rodgers is one of the best running QBs and athletic QBs in the NFL. They need to fix their offensive line. I'm sorry, and this is coming from a Bears fan who had who uh whose offensive line was probably worse than theirs. It's a crying shame that the ba- I, I finally feel like the Bears offensive line is better than the Packers. And the reason that's a crying shame is Aaron Rodgers and their running backs still make it look better than it is. But literally, Aaron Rodgers' quick feet and decision-making is what makes it not look show up as much in the stats because Aaron Rodgers is running away from defensive linemen and outside so, linebackers on a regular basis. So, you know,
0: so Bakhtieri, you know, Beluga, Lindsey, T.J. Lang, you don't think they do a good job at all. Bob Barkley, you just think.
1: They just, like, why not? Let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. Those same people, why is uh, why is Aaron Rodgers listed in the top five most sacked quarter uh, quarterbacks every year for the last five years?
0: Because they have opponents, and sometimes your opponent is just going to get to him, going to get to him. Oh, no, no, no but he I does not. But, but, opponent... Aaron, but Aaron Rodgers is smart. He does not hang in the pocket and hope.
1: No, you're right, that's
0: why I said,
1: okay, and true. I agree, with you. I agree with you on that. So I, I he don't know
0: if they have make... these words. Oh, you just hate no,
1: them. No. Like, oh, no, no, this is not me hating them. Let's, let's keep this very real. Aaron Rodgers makes them look better than they are, and he still gets sacked. He still well, yeah, gets because you,
0: you you have teams with really good defensive line, like you 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 have that. It's gotta happen. Other the other team is getting paid. Teams. I'm not saying like it's that's not gonna, gonna happen. I mean. So
1: it's, it's gonna I mean, happen. A, you can have an it all pro happen. offensive line, and it's still gonna happen. I'm not disputing that. Everybody on your offensive line can be all pro, and it still would happen. I am not saying that it won't happen, but top five in the league every year—that is—that is an indicative stat against your offensive line. It's just a—it's one that literally. Who, who else do you point that stat to? Because I don't think you—I you know don't what? think anyone in their right mind. I don't think anyone in their right mind is going to point that at Aaron Rodgers, because he's running away. He don't trust.
0: Well, no, it, I don't even think he's always running away. I just think that sometimes he calls a play and he sees something on the field, and sometimes he's honestly moved without even giving them a chance to set up sorts of blocks. Like, he's like, oh, he's open, I'm just going to run. And sometimes there is, you know, a nice defensive lineman, like, oh, I see you, Mr. Iberts. Oh, I'm coming to your neighborhood.
1: Breaking so, yeah, Breaking news, uh, Monte Ball just got waved uh, by the Broncos. Oh yeah, we have definitely got some more breaking news.
0: Uh, well,
1: but uh, yeah, but when it comes to that, I do one of the I, I, what I'll say when it comes to the Packers outside of their obviously the QB position, their best position to me might be their linebackers. You got Clay Matthews on one side and Julius Peppers on the other side. They're outside linebackers. Where are you going to run? And they never have to line them up on the same side, so you never know which side they're coming from. That is just well, I, I definitely I would agree.
0: I just you know that's just a team. The Packers are a team you can never sleep on. The only thing that seems to hurt the Packers um, are injuries. That's the only thing yeah. that seems to kind of take them a peg at you down. And considering a lot of their this this team is very heavily veteran stacked. And a lot of these veterans have had some pretty major injuries and pretty major surgeries. Um, like you said, even with Cobb coming in, you know, we know that's a lingering injury. Um, still with Aaron Rodgers and his shoulder, we see what Clay Matthews goes through. We know the history of Julius Pepper. So, and, you know, they're going up against some guys that have really stacked teams with a lot of younger defenders. So they're going to take some hits. So right now on paper today, I can actually see why everyone thinks that the Packers will come in and just, you know, karate chop the division and walk away with another title. But it's all about when you get out on that field and those injuries begin to happen and those sacks start to come and a couple dirty plays and, you know, a couple missed tackles that lead to ankle injuries and ACLs. So we, we've we got to see. So as of now on paper, I I get it. Do I think their secondary is horrible? I do not, but... You know they they've they've got a little bit to prove here. They they've got to prove they still have it because they they're a serious veteran team. And I don't mean veteran in the sense of we know what we're doing against to to the playoffs. I mean like you know almost geriatric when it comes to football. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm very serious. Like they've been out there a minute. They've taken quite a few hits. So the next team that I definitely want to talk about are the Lions because. The Lions just get, are getting no love. They're, they're in the division and they're not weak. They're not weak. They are well, they only have two weak, quarterbacks um, the, the right now. The, the they the got an the Lions. They are not they're they're not weak. Like they are a really like I think you should not everybody. They, weak.
1: they are also they on the
0: team. Um they went with five running backs,
1: so of course Yeah, they you know, well I think they went with five running backs because they, they still don't know who their number one running back is.
0: They don't, but it's, it's, it's a smart move. When you look at the rest of the NFC North and what they've done with the run game, you have to be able to have that same versatility as well to compete. You can't always have a Joyke Bell out there. You can't always have Amir Abdul out there running some of the same plays, the same check down. So they have to sort of switch it up and add some excitement as well. So they are sitting on five um, running backs. Again, well, see, I, I, going to be I, I'll, I'll be able,
1: able to touch ago. on this when we get on to the Vikings, but I believe every last one of the teams in the NFC North, the running back position has a a distinct It's, it's vital. Yeah, It has, has a distinct difference. Every last one of the teams in the NFC North has a distinct difference when it comes to the running back position, uh, in, my, in my opinion. Uh
0: no, I like, think that's
1: absolutely awesome that we agree on that. I, I think that's, that's I super. I mean, um, with the Lions, they don't have anyone running back. To me, their two best offensive players are Eric Ebron, and we're now beginning to see why he was drafted as a first-round uh, tight end. And, <laughs> and I like Brandon
0: And Megatron. tight
1: end. You know Megatron, I, Calvin Johnson
0: is amazing. The only problem what? with
1: Megatron is he's beginning to look more and more like Mr. Glass. He yeah. cannot spend too, too much time on the injured reserve this year like he has in the past. He's beginning but then to Golden, look Tate Golden Tate doesn't Golden doesn't look bad,
0: I actually, like Brandon Pettigrew. And, and I Golden think,
1: Tate uh, doesn't look bad, but I just don't know if he's the perfect complement to – to uh, Calvin Johnson,
0: he's a great. Well, receiver. I don't think that's how they running right. him. He's, he's, he's not receiver. Calvin. He he's not there to to compliment uh, Calvin. He's actually, you know, he's got his own. They got their own theme working. So when they run plays for Golden, it's something totally different than what we're going to see from Megatron. We're not. He's just not Calvin Johnson, but he is very vital to that aerial of No, like I'm, I'm not saying.
1: So I'm not asking. I don't him think to
0: like if we have to think about a compliment, I'm player. thinking Corey Fuller, but Golden is 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 something totally different. When I think and I'm they both connect really well to Matt Stafford. Matt is going out and
1: showing his veteran capabilities. Like he wants,
0: and he's now, Matt, very Matt confident.
1: Is, is Matt, and now, see, but when I say compliment and receiver, I'm not looking for them to be the same type of receiver. That's not what I'm looking for. Because I'll, I'll say, my in my opinion. In my lifetime, the best complimentary receivers that I can think of would probably be Chad Johnson and T.J. Husnazada. Completely different type of receivers, but they complemented each other well. When you went for T.J. Husnazada, you knew he was your check down. He was going to make sure that people did not double-team Chad Johnson. I don't feel like Golden Tate does that for for, uh, Calvin Johnson right now. I don't. I just don't. I think we might see uh, that this season,
0: though. I, mean, I, I just see okay. a different golden
1: state. Um, I, I, I
0: um,
1: um, you know. But I, then if we go, Matt Stafford is one of the best things about Matt Stafford. He's a perfect in the pocket QB. He's going to stay in the pocket. He's going to throw that. He's going to throw that dart. Problem with Matt Stafford, not as bad as Calvin Johnson, but still bad. He doesn't complete too many seasons without getting injured. And literally, until we know what's going on with that, I, I'm still. I'm well, still I a can tell you
0: with that right now, he's not injured. Um,
1: <laughs> he's right not today. Injured
0: while he's opening the season, very healthy. He looks really good in the preseason, very confident. <laughs> does
1: does he know of when of the block. bye weeks are? Does, does he know when the bye week is?
0: He knows everything. See, you were missing all. Oh, you you, you were sure? missing all the interviews because
1: his his Dish, his Dish Network commercial tells me he doesn't know when the bye week is. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> his Dish Network commercial. Yes, he has a commercial with Dish Network, and he didn't seem to know um, when the bye week was. I'm
0: sorry, I have direct
1: TV. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would
1: know about that other. <laughs> What? What? Where's your? alter ego that has cable? What, what kind of? Which, which alter ego has cable to the Cassandra? Um. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then we put <laughs> Sunday ticket
0: on the Xbox. Like you know, we gotta keep it
1: moving.
0: We, <laughs> I don't want to have a
1: cable alter ego. It's all right. You don't want to world have world. a cable lurch alter ego.
0: You, no, no, this me. is No, this is how I feel when I have to watch the NFL on cable.
1: So, therefore, I guess if you do you not have direct TV. If you do not have direct <laughs> TV, no, I, I do not have hear- direct TV. You don't have Sunday
0: You're an exception. You're an exception because you're a red zone kind of guy. like.
1: Yeah, so I am. Late. But Still. I'm also a fan of the red zone, but a lot of people didn't realize the red zone concept used to be a direct TV thing, and a lot of people mm-hmm. don't remember that. The red zone concept now not that it has its own channel. Its own channel is associated with dish and cable but the red zone concept, when Direct TV had it, rather than the NFL switching around the network for you, when they gave it to Direct TV, there was a light that used to come up on in the corner and let you know that the, that another team was in the red zone, and you red could zone, flip yeah. the channel, or you could stay on the, or you could decide to flip to the team that's in the red zone, or you could stay on the channel that you were currently on. Now that. Gave some of the control instead of the control being in their studio. So, trust me, I'm a fan of all of the above. Um, when I win the lottery, I'm going to have all of the networks and all of the internets. <laughs> Notice how I said that all of the internets <laughs> with an S. <laughs> but, uh,. <laughs> But let's move on to uh let's move on to talking about Wait, wait, wait more we weren't about done with Detroit. You just I you said just more, injured
0: Matt Stafford more, and you're like, whatever.
1: now let's let's move on back to well, talking I more uh, about the Lions. Like one of the things that I have touched on is I wanna see this Lions defensive line this season without in Suh. I do think Nick Fairley has the talent to be one of the best, better uh, defensive linemen in the NFL, but is he coming in with the attitude of "This is now my line. I'm in charge. Um, follow me. We're gonna run through. We're gonna run through everything, and we're gonna treat this like like I was when I was in Auburn. Is he going to be such a great player like when he was in Auburn? We're gonna see because he has the talent. He just has not had the discipline to do such a thing. So with that in mind I wanna see that. I also want to see the linebackers in Detroit. Okay.
0: I'm I'm a, I'm, gonna I'm gonna stop you.
1: Uh-oh. I'm gonna stop you.
0: What name did you just mention?
1: I started off with Nick Fairley.
0: Did you so no. so okay, so this this is you started off with Nick Fairley.
1: Right. Yeah. Oh. We got
0: jokes. <laughs> yes. We got jokes. So you did not know Oh my God, Fairley. this is breaking my heart because we're everything NFC North and you did not know that
1: he was away from the Lions. No. I'm Hello? sadly okay, where is Nick Farley then? Probably at home. Oh, suspended! I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. I really did forget. I had a. I had a. a, wait, wait, a, a, wait, wait, a blind wait, 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 moment. wait, wait, wait. What? Wait. Did you say suspended? Uh, yes. Isn't he like suspended for a, a whole year?
0: Nick Fairley is not a lion. Okay, <laughs>
1: Nick, where Fairley, is Nick Fairley.
0: I He should be around right about now. He was almost suspended
1: oh, in, no. in, in you know Ohio. Then, then I. Then I uh, Okay, then I, then I then I really lost – okay, then I, I – hence why I'm a Bears fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> then I really – all this time I've, that I've been talking about Nick Farrelly for the last few weeks, nobody corrected me until now. Because I have – this is not the first time I brought his name up on the podcast. Did nobody correct me till now? Uh, literally, I just lost a whole lot of love for the Lions – Again, because they didn't just lose their 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 one punch, in and, and Dominick Cruz, and they also lost their two punch. They lost the one and the two on the one two punch. That's not that's not a, that's not good. Hello. Hello. Well, I guess uh, we're having technical difficulties, so it's time for me to keep talking. But as I move on, I really have been one of those people that didn't believe in the Lions after Indominus Sue, uh, and I really want the—I really want to see how good they're going to be without Indominus Sue. And then the linebacker core needs to be more than just an extension of the defensive lineman. They also need to be their own entity. I've already expressed how I felt about their their secondary. So as we move on to the Vikings, well, so so you where we I don't you're know. Really. I I went I went into
0: um, cyberspace and... Um, right.
1: Yeah. I'm sitting here like, what's going on Yeah, here? I was
0: like, what is this new world? I was like freaking out the minute it happened. I was like, what? what is this? Like, oh, right. Right. So I was like, let me get back to reality. So the so yeah, Lions do open up against the Chargers. I have my quirk about the Chargers, I think. I do not say that'll be an easy win, but I definitely think the Lions can come out. Victors. The only
1: thing the Chargers have maintained over the years is Phillip Rivers. Well, so the
0: Lions will come out the victors in that one. That's my prediction.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we are I mean, going to
1: swing it around. <laughs> well, I, I, I have said <laughs> the best thing about the Vikings uh, is Adrian Peterson. Teddy Bridgewater what? has his line, it's like, <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater ah! has his line, it's like, hey, yeah, it's ba-
0: I will say that that is the number one. That's been the heart and soul for the last few years for the Vikings. But Teddy Cooper has come out, and, um,
1: you know, he, he's no, 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 made no. a I, huge you difference. Say, you heard me say earlier um, on another podcast, when we were debating about the most important thing on the Vikings that arguably you could say is Teddy Bridgewater. So I'm not discounting him. I'm saying he's he's happy he has okay. his Linus blanket back in a great running back. And when I was going to say something earlier in the podcast when we were talking about running backs, the Bears the Bears workhorse is is Matt Forte and they have backups to him. Uh the Green Bay yes, Packers the have, is awesome. I think Blanford- be great. Well, Langford might, really might be the number three person on the depth top. Jack rodgers might be number two. That's yep, so Langford's going to move to number two.
0: I can see it. Uh, I see it. Um,
1: and then you have on the Packers, they have the change of pace concept when I was comparing them to Warwick Dunn and and Mike Allstock. So they basically have Eddie Lacy and Starks. Then you have the Lions. They don't even know who their running back is, so they're just throwing everything at the wall and sees what sticks. And then you have the Vikings. They have their running back, period. They have their running back. You can be a Vikings fan and tell me who else is on the death chart, but their running back is Adrian Peterson. Yes, they mm-hmm. may need to put somebody in to give him a breath, or every once in a while they throw another play to somebody else just for just so you don't actually yeah, I mean, we, know we, where the play yeah. is coming from. The, the we running definitely back know that is
0: Adrian that's the star back. We definitely know that. Jarek McKinnon looks good. Matt Asiata is kind of the person you sort of throw in and, you know, they've got the pullback back back line. So they are sitting on four right.
1: running backs. So, but, so, but the running back is Adrian Peterson. And then literally Teddy Bridgewater does have an arm, and we're going to get to see it finally because last season defensive lines, when they went up against the Packers, they just pinned their ears back and ran straight for Red Teddy Bridgewater. Well, when you have a running back in did you call my there, team the Packers? Did you wait? A I, bit, so, I did do that. I did, did, you, did do that. That I, just must I, show. Did. That just must show how much I really hate the Vikings too, because oh, I'm right. associating them with. <laughs> that's all that is. When the Vikings, I'm sorry, <laughs> everybody was able to pin their ears back when they were going up against the Vikings, you know, <laughs> because they didn't they didn't feel the threat from the running game. Now you feel the threat. They're decent. Well there there are,
0: are they, there are, there are two there are two attacks coming. Um with, especially having the pickup of Mike
1: Wallace. I think that was a very good addition. Yeah. Oh Mike Wallace is the question is going to be can Teddy Bridgewater's arm keep up with Mike Wallace? <laughs> That's hey, the been only able question. to so far. <laughs> it it <honestly> has been <laughs> able to. Um and I, I even like
0: Charles Johnson but but having Mike Wallace out there, he's got history, he's got some, some the way he even thinks as a receiver is absolutely awesome. So now the Vikings are going to come out. They're going to look a lot better this season because they don't just have that ground game. They have a serious aerial attack. They have that back. So they do, like I said, Bridgewater's arm. Um, he's got some pretty – his his. you know, the O-line scared me a little bit. Phil Loho, my boy, a very good friend of mine, brother. Uh, speedy recovery. Um. But the O line, we're, we're still working on that. But at least Teddy has learned. You know, he's got that quick step now. That quick release. They have their chemistry is really really coming together. And with Adrian back, let alone just the AP affecting itself with him being there and being a part of the team again, having him and we know how he beats through everything. It's going to be awesome to see. Even in the tight end, I mean, we've got we're coming back with a, a healthy Kyle Rudolph. I like Brett Ellison, Ellison, oh, my God, did I miss his name, Chase Ford. So it's, it's going to be, I think they're one of the most complete teams aside from the Packers this season. I absolutely love the coaching staff. I love North Turner as the offensive coordinator. So I think they are honestly going to be one of the complete teams. And like you said before, their secondary, well, I'm sorry, their second string looks like their first string. You didn't know if that was good or bad. That's kind of awesome because if somebody goes down, you know you can plug right in and they can no, keep no, going. No 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 no
1: don't 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 miss don't miscommunicate what I stated. No 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 don't miscommunicate No 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 don't miscommunicate what I stated. and Michael made sure
0: that we understood what you said. Go ahead.
1: Okay, Three-nope what two. I did say, what I did say mm-hmm. is we don't know if it's good or bad because it could be, it could be saying that the first string isn't that good. That's what it could say. But the best part so, about it is there is no there is no drop off. But we don't know how far of a drop we don't know if the first string is that great yet. That's what I You would say. don't know. I never you but okay. but as as yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean if you okay. go hard
0: for yours, I'm going for my actually watching just them, said, watching okay. everything is coming together, yeah, no, they they are. It's it's they work that hard. Their coach doesn't play with them. They actually work their hard. He does not want there to be a drop off. So if anything happens, even looking at Sean Hill as the backup
1: quarterback. No, no, no. no. That, but, but my point is, my point on that is, literally, there's no drop. There's no major drop off. So the second string could start, but the question is, is how good is the first string? That's my. That's know. that's my. That's I, my. not a question, question for me. That's not a question for me. I mean,
0: we just named, like, three killers on the first string in itself when it came to no, Teddy you named Griggs, three Mike killers. Wallace and Adrian Because what, what, uh,
1: okay. what I was trying to say about one of the better things, one of the good things about uh, the Vikings, yeah, I had to think before I accidentally called them the Packers again. Yeah, <laughs> uh, one I mean, of the good things you can say about the Vikings the is they uh-huh. don't have uh, a laundry list of major names on their defense but they have a cohesive group that works together well to put together some defense.
0: They actually have defenders, whether you know them and they, you know, have their own music videos or not, does it matter? Right. <laughs> they you know I mean every we, we know who Chad Greenway
1: is, We know who Anthony Barr is you know who Audie Cole I'm is, not looking so. for Stephen Willie Beeman. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not looking for... Exactly. you Baby, you're right. I'm not looking for I'm not looking for those Exactly. All you need
0: to know is when they're on that field, they're able to stop. No, yes, we're still working Wait for them. Wait a one. minute. Didn't it I just give still them still a work.
1: compliment and then you still coming at my neck? I called them a cohesive unit that makes you... You're coming at my neck when I gave them a compliment. I am. Okay. I am. See, that come at my so. neck when I just... I'm seeing
0: that I'm getting some bars coming at my, but... pes- my neck. I'm getting
1: on my neck. I'm literally, them. I literally said there would be some units putting together some good defense, and you coming at me. Uh huh.
0: Okay. I don't like
1: the names. The people know
0: their names. They're not Vikings fans. Know their
1: names. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making jokes because. I'm not cracking jokes because Bears fans outside of Chicago, how many people know most of the Bears? Not many. I'm not going to sit up here and act like I'm like an idiot on that. <laughs> inside of Chicago, how many people know most of the Bears? Not most. Heck, it's people See? inside of Chicago yeah. that know most of the Bears. <laughs> so I'm not even, uh, exactly. I'm not They're even like, trying to oh, be oh, ignorant to lie. that fact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being ignorant to that fact. So I'm not
0: I hurt suppose, by that. I honestly feel like um this is a team that if you're going to pick a sleeper team out of the division, I don't think anybody should go to sleep on the Vikings. That, that would be it. That would be it. I could see the Vikings, if they stay competitive, the, the mindset that they had in 2009, if they are able to adapt that and, and grab that again, full speed ahead. Bulls speed the head, no question. And it's not even that I'm a fan, it's, and it's even, you know, looking at it on paper, but it's just in general. If they keep that mind state and they keep going what they have going, and especially you can plug in and out the the, the first stringers and the second stringers, you can sort of confuse the defense. The only thing that I want is to have a prayer visual, of uh, something, a seance or something to get that whatever that demon is and Blair Walsh's foot. I would like it to go. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Exorcism, See? whatever the case. But I will. I, I'm being honest. I, the, the, and funniest I'm thing about it, the funniest thing about that it. to me, the,
1: the funniest thing about that to me is we even talked about it uh, on, in much less detail, on their podcast when we talked about the person that drafted, I mean, that picked up Blair Walsh um, after the draft, she picked him up. She's a Vikings fan. Her her she, avatar is a Vi- is the Vikings logo. She back, dropped him and picked Gabby. Him. She picked him and she <laughs> dropped him and then picked up a Packer. That's how bad Blair Walsh is, (laughs) when a Vikings fan picks up a Packers kicker. (laughs) But it's fantasy football, and you just got to go
0: to blood, but you just got to go to blood. But I got it, I got it. And I'll shout out to Gabby.
1: She's also a football
0: player.
1: She didn't just pick pick them up, because I think she had also picked up the Vikings defense. So she was clearly trying to show love to her to her team, but when Blair Walsh let her down a couple of times, it was like, "Well, I I want to show love, but I can't." <laughs> she wanted to show Blair Walsh some love. She's like, "I I'm trying for you, dude. I'm trying, but you let me down." So that's just to me my my point when even when your own team can't support the, support you, it's like, "What is going on here?" And I'm not saying that uh frivolously because uh, I, 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 hey, I, one look, of my kickers
0: missed uh, missed a field goal an, last an week. Exorcism, some type of seance Something we, we're gonna get Give it him together. Special we're gonna get
1: ointment. <laughs> He needs some special ointment. No, 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 no. He he
0: needs um.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> she said, "No, no, head no." Now <laughs> our head
1: like no. And, and now my question when it comes to kickers, especially with two things going on. One with the the shift in the PAP uh been moving back and with your biggest problem with kickers getting bigger checks in mm-hmm. recent years. Where do you think the problem is? Is it all in their heads all of a sudden because it has actually Blair Walsh might be the most noted person that that has this problem. But there's quite a few kickers that have had this problem in the last two or three years. There's a lot of what we used to consider automatic kickers that are just missing kicks. Heck, and I, I'll never forget one season, the Packers, the Lions, and the Vikings kickers couldn't kick a kick for like three weeks. Is it all in their heads? What is it? What is your opinion on it? Um, I actually don't know. I don't know what
0: it is, but the last uh, couple seasons we have seen that, and I don't know what it is, um, because everyone, all of these kickers don't have a major contract. But I will say this, our hour is coming to end, and so this is the end of the live hour. We're going to keep it going. We're going right into our podcast, so check us out on Twitter. I'm going to put the link up. You can keep listening to us um, from the live, go over into the podcast. And also you can listen to us when it's all over, but we're going to continue with the kitchen conversation right now. I don't know um, exactly what it is, and I would have to do research because I don't know if it's field conditions. I, I don't know what it could be. I don't know if it's if it's typical when they are in certain inclement weather. Like, I really would have to see it. But I do agree that if you're going to start to give contracts like that, you've got to add some more excitement to the game when it comes to I'm kickers. not even
1: asking for more you excitement. Gotta, um, I'm I asking am. for more consistency. Well, no, but also, if I'm going to give you this check, you got to be more consistent. And And I don't care whether it's more excitement in the game or not. You gotta earn this check. you gotta be consistent because if you're kicking from the one yard line or kicking from the fifty yard line, I don't care. I want you to be consistent, and that's my point with it, and that's what I'm wondering what, what has happened because even my favorite kicker um he hasn't been as consistent in the last three years it's It's almost like it's an epidemic that however consistent the kickers were, they're not as consistent anymore um so, I mean, even Ryan Sucker, uh, when he was drafted by the Chiefs, and I think he's now on the Titans, he was super consistent a few years ago, and he's not as consistent anymore. So, I mean, I'm wondering what's going on. Um, that would have to
0: honestly do research. That's, that's one area that I've not done research in recently. Um, but I, I've it's been weighing on me because, you're right, the last few seasons, this has become more and more of an
1: epidemic, so we
0: need to – Wow this
1: and this is before they moved the kicking back now that they moved the p a t back we're gonna see if it if it follows the trend that it's been following it's gonna get even worse, not better but worse so we have to see what's going on, and then then we also gotta we can't we can't go the whole episode and not talk about a certain East Coast situation that took place. Are we ready to jump into this?
0: Um, which one? We're going to talk about Reggie Lane? Is that what we're doing?
1: <laughs> well, same team,
0: different situation. Um, we have to, just just for the sake of, of the fans and, and, you know, we we have – the right to deserve our own opinions. So,
1: of course, we've just got to stop and Do we, we want to, Which side do we, do we want to tell our opinions or do we want to, or do we want to uh, hold the uh, NFL line? Why don't
0: we do the latter? Why don't we do hold the NFL line? Because I, I know what my opinion is. I understand. I, I will say this. I definitely understand is being in journalism and, and working in sports and in intercha- entertainment, I understand the outcome. I don't like how I've come to
1: understand the outcome and I... Okay, I don't want I, 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 right. to... I don't want to offend anyone, but I do think we yeah. have to give folks a glimpse into our opinion. So some of our thought process Yes, we will gladly leave out because it it might be a little offensive. But I will I will say I was in complete disagreement with the decision to give him zero games and for the judge to go that route. It is my complete opinion the judge felt this was too frivolous to be on his desk. Because it went through arbitration it had been collectively bargained that Roger Goodell had the complete say-so. He didn't like this, and a lot of people felt it was frivolous, which is fine. There's even some people that believe uh, Tom Brady did cheat. They just felt like the the four games was was killing a fly with a sledgehammer. It was unnecessary. I'm one of those people that felt like, four games was a slap on the wrist. I I'll, I'll be bluntly honest with that. I felt four games was a slap on the wrist. I felt it should have been six, maybe even eight. And don't ask, don't don't get on me about anybody that was a fan of a team uh a, a fan of the Saints, cuz the Saints are probably thoroughly upset c- considering what they
0: their influence, the yeah.
1: Uh, they lost their coach. I mean, they even lost their coach. So yeah, they I, lost they lost two coaches. Let's keep that real. They didn't lose one coach. They lost two coaches. Lost,
0: possibly yeah. three.
1: It depends on how you want to look at it. Because they lost their defensive coordinator. Their head coach got suspended for the entire season. Their coach that they were gonna that was gonna serve as head coach, he got suspended for the first six games. so, so they had another interim head coach serving for the interim head coach. So. So Saints fans probably looked at it like four games was a slap on the wrist. There are some people that believe the term integrity of the game was a, was ridiculous. While I do believe uh, the NFL was trying to to make an example out of him, I don't believe four games was enough. I do under I do believe in the concept of making an example from time to time, because by the judge siding with Tom Brady, and vacating the four-game suspension, that has basically told the NFL, go do what you want. Whatever you get suspended for, you can ignore it because we're going to take it to court. Whether I agreed with Roger Goodell or not, I do believe going, swinging 100% in the other direction was by far the wrong thing to do. Because how can you tell a league or any entity how to punish their staff? That's basically what you just told them. You're not allowed to punish your staff. If this were any corporate entity, how how many corporate entities would accept the concept that I can't punish my staff? That's basically what that judge just said. You can't punish your staff. I get to do that. And I don't think you should have punished them. That's all that was just said. There are plenty of decisions that I don't agree with on Roger Goodell's side.
0: This was not
1: one of them. This was not one of them. I have been against Roger Goodell on enough things. This one, I felt he should have been suspended for six to eight games. When it came out as four, I was believing that they didn't do six because they felt it was going to get reduced to four in arbitration. Arbitration didn't reduce anything. Now, there was one mistake I do believe the NFL made throughout this entire process. They should not mm-hmm. have had Roger Goodell be the arbitrator. Arbitrator, I right. I do, and, and, I do yeah. believe that's where, that's where the opening for that judge to basically say, yeah, but that wasn't real arbitration. That's where a lot of people felt like, okay, how is that arbitration? The person that punished him is also the arbitrator. That's not arbitration. Which is, and, this
0: is, and unfortunately, this is not, and it's crazy because this is not the first time that he's been a part of the, of, of an arbitration where it was considered unfair. But, but see, all of,
1: there have he, been other times when he's been a part of the arbitration ruling where either A, he's reduced it, or B, he's been a part of the arbitration team, not the arbitrator. This time he was the only arbitrator and,
0: and i and
1: i you know what i really it it kind of comes down I to just me. felt like he i i felt like he drew a, a line in the sand and he lost. that's what I felt like happened. He drew a line in the sand and he lost because literally it is at the point where I do believe the n f l owners were 100% on his side and they wanted him to go completely completely at uh Tom Brady and the Patriots. But I also do I also feel like the owners are going to actually have to swing in the other direction and take some of the discipline, disciplinary uh control out of his hands not because they want to but because they are being put in a position by this one judge that has basically changed the course of how discipline will be handed out by the NFL. Because if they keep it in Roger Goodell's hands, it will always go to court. At least if they take it out of his hands, it might not go to court all the time.
0: Yeah, And I don't know. Well, you know, I can't say that because can a player do that? Can a player like I don't like the outcome I'm doing
1: the court I just think it's yes they can you can just I mean you can take anything to court Uh, if you don't like why you were fired you feel like even if you were fired for legitimate reasons if you don't like why you were fired you can file a wrongful termination suit you might lose but you can always take it to court it just might not be to the best of their it might not be the best idea For example, it was obviously wasn't the best idea this time. I mean, right? No, it wasn't the no. It it was the best idea. Oh shoot! What kind of bug is that? (laughs) All right,
0: so there (laughs) are bugs like actually with antennas and things
1: flying around.
0: So that was not That that thing
1: that thing looked like it was the size of my fist, and I didn't know what it was. I'm sorry, yes, yes, fans. I'm conducting this podcast outdoors, and. I may have seen that bug before if I had seen it on the ground not moving, but it looked like it was flying at me. And uh, I turned into a little girl for a split second. Yes, y'all heard that. (laughs) Oh, wow. But uh, (laughs) I will say this much. It was the best idea, because if you remember, um, Tom Brady was going to go to court regardless. Tom Brady technically wasn't the one that filed suit, the only reason the NFL filed suit was just to beat Tom Brady to the punch, so they could control where where the venue was. That's the only thing with that, because all, and all again, the NFL tried to do. It didn't, work, just out. It just, it didn't mean, work
0: out. Um, it, 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 it was, and none it was of it worked out. A horrible outcome. But I'm, I'm gonna let I'm gonna, and. I'm, and I'm, I'm not going – I'm going to hold my opinion to myself when it comes to this
1: particular outcome. Because I, I'm, uh, Basically, I, 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 fans, I, football fan rush fans, basically what I think she's trying to tell you is if she tried to let you in on a small part of her personal opinion, she would get so passionate that she would le- release more of her opinion than she wanted to. Which right, I and when you have, expect. you know,
0: right, and and when you're working kind of in that realm, it's just been, exactly the way you put it. So it's done, it's over with. Brady will be starting.
1: Yeah, although I'm not happy opener, about this whole situation, I'm happy. I, I'm hoping it's over with because I'm and, just done talking and, about it.
0: So moving we'll right along, staying with the same team, uh, I'm not, I'm not even gonna go into it. Um, Reggie Wayne had the, the the chance to play with the wonderful Patriots, a, a team that's known for taking rings and bringing that mm-hmm on the field, and he decided that this is not fun. I don't like it here. I'm gonna turn your contract down. I don't know how often we've heard that.
1: We've heard (laughs) it. We've We've
0: heard heard it it. a few times. Uh, Right. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how often you have heard it. But, you know, well, not not in this way. Like, we know it because we do tons of research and we're kind of plugged in a different way. But he just was publicly like, no, that's okay. Thanks for the offer. It was fun working out with you guys. Um, Be on the field. So... With him saying that, we're
1: trying to find a home for Reggie Wayne. So, I, I introduced the perfect home for him in Chicago. I mean, Reggie Reggie Wayne should come right on down, uh, be on Lakeshore Drive, on a spaceship on the lake, and join the Chicago Bears. But I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if he ends up somewhere like uh, your Denver's. I wouldn't be. I tell you where I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up in San Francisco. Um, I really would. He wants to uh, have
0: fun. Like if he if he left
1: that. Uh, what? Well, but see if you remember he, he stayed want to be with
0: Michael. He just wanted you
1: know. No, but it, but see he stayed with the uh, Indianapolis Colts when when no one knew if they were going to be good this fast again. He stayed yeah, but that with was the so Indianapolis. Different. That, and I would have, too.
0: Like, they were the Indianapolis Colts. They have a history of bouncing back from terrible seasons. And they, they, they had a lot going on. They had they were a little confused. But even in that one season that they were confused, by the end of the season, everybody was like, oh, we didn't expect you guys to still be here. And they were. And they were playing hard, good football. They they figured it out. Figured it out. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, are you still fighting the like bugs? What's going on? Man like, down. Saying? I thought you were still fighting the bug. It was a I'm like, man down.
1: No, so, I'm fine. No, nah, I'm not fighting with no bugs no more. I'm not going down like that.
0: <laughs> so, I don't know. So, you put an offer out there for the Bears. You're trying to send him to the 49ers. I mean, I, 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 so we'll
1: I see. think he needs to be somewhere. He needs to be somewhere. How can I put this? He needs to be somewhere where there's a QB that needs him as much as he needs the QB. Like, for example, the Patriots feel like they have two things. They have Tom Brady and they have the Patriot way. They don't believe in necessarily you're going to shine. The only person that's allowed to shine in Green – I mean, excuse me, in – in New England, it's Tom Brady. Everybody else's shine comes with the team shine. So, that being said, he need like for example, uh, Colin Kaepernick. He doesn't have any weapons anymore. Jay Cutler lost all his weapons to injury and and trade of last season. Um, who else needs? Uh, Indiana has made the decision. They've moved on from him. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up in Denver with Peyton Manning, but I'm not going to bet on it um, because they don't have. I don't think Wes Welker came back this year, and Peyton Manning always likes uh, likes weapons. Especially, he wouldn't have a problem with returning with a weapon that he once had. So, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up in Denver. Uh, I could see him some. I could see him in. In in New Orleans, but I don't feel like New Orleans feels like they need him. So got a place Reggie Wayne. There, there's, there's a team that we mentioned that I I just hadn't I just thought of that I hadn't thought of prior to now. San Diego. Phillip Rivers to Reggie Wayne wouldn't be a bad thing. It I
0: don't think Reggie Wayne's a, a bad player. I think he might have a little left in the tank,
1: at least yeah, for more than
0: a, a, a one-year one contract. I think, I think he can go out there and do some damage. I do. Yeah. I, I don't think he'd be a bad pickup, but he has to be in, in, the, right, in the right fit for him. So you put yeah, up a couple weeks, so we'll see where on Reggie Wayne much. Where will he end up? Also, today, for those who wake up late, don't like social media, only watch, like, Sports center once in their life. The Seahawks traded Kristen Michael to the Cowboys as if we all wanted more Cowboys news, but that did happen. <laughs> that went down. And while a couple people thought that Tim Tebow was cut and would possibly be picked up again to be like, you know, the third quarterback on the list of all things Eagles, actually that didn't happen. It went to Stetson. Morris so Stephen Morris was actually claimed off waivers by the Eagles so he is there and so we don't know where Tim Tebow is going to end up I do like the fact that Tim Tebow had a shot for people to sort of take a look and see what's going on with them see he's still in shape he's in football shape he still gets it so is there a home for Tim Tebow that's my next question is can he will, will we actually see Or could it be a possibility that there is a team that actually needs to pick Tim Tebow up as their backup quarterback? So what do you think?
1: Uh, And there is silence. uh, No, it's not that it's silence. The problem with Tim Tebow is people like Skip Bayless. And I enjoy watching Skip Bayless sometimes, but – Skip I did Bayless. not enjoy
0: watching Skip Bayless the whole time that that man played football. I I don't think any. I think the only no no no. I I, I, the I, problem
1: no no that's what I'm saying. The problem is people like Skip Bayless. Oh. Tim Tebow lost his ability to just fade into the background, and any team that picks up Tim Tebow, you're gonna have the Tim Tebow effect in someone's ear. For example, let's say he came to the Bears. God forbid. But let's say he came to the Bears. You're going to have people screaming, Tim Tebow. Same thing with uh, RG3. Wherever either RG3 or Tim Tebow is, unless they're the starting quarterback, you're going to have people screaming for those two players all season. It's going to be a QB controversy. And that's the problem with your RG3s and your Tim Tebows they need to be the starter because whoever is not the starter whoever they're playing behind is always going to have footsteps they're going to have bigger footsteps for those two players coming at them bigger footsteps than linebackers and linemen I agree. you, mean, you know program. what
0: when it comes to to Tim Tebow though I even if he was secondary a uh, 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 you know I can't see Tim Tebow being a starter I definitely can't see RG three right now going anywhere being a
1: starter. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see either one of them being worthy of being a starter right now. I'm saying that's the problem with them being on another team. The footsteps of the fans screaming for these players, um, and Skip Bayless might have been the whole. It might have been the whole reason why Tim Tebow won't have a lengthy NFL career. I mean, literally. The whole entire time people were screaming Tebow, the Tebow Nation and the Tebow, Tim Tebow factor, and literally he just wanted to play football and he was thrust into a position that he didn't even ask for.
0: Well, I mean, welcome to the NFL. Like, I, I don't even understand that last sentence. Like, you come to the big leagues. Everybody is blessed in a position that they didn't ask for. It's just how well you handle it and how well you perform. So, you know, he, 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 I will agree that more attention was placed on him thanks to Skip Bayless than probably would have been if we just would have let him be a quarterback and just watched him play and, you know, see if he could figure it out. But unfortunately, you know, it didn't happen. I would, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I would like to see Tim Tebow back on the field. I, I would. I don't know what exactly is going on with RG3. I really don't. I, I,
1: I, I don't. Think Tim, I, I think I, Tim Tebow would be a good, good addition to certain offenses. I do believe he would have been a great, an excellent addition to Chip Kelly's offense. But that comes down to the limited number of players that you're allowed on a roster. One of the things that has been introduced in my opinion would be an excellent addition if the n f l roster number was if they decide to keep it at fifty three have a separate uh have a separate exception to where it's fifty three plus two or fifty three plus one where that plus one is limited to the QB position. You can't have your plus one be anything else than a QB, because the QB position means so much to the game of football. You can have a fifty-three man roster plus two, to where you have your 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 starting quarterback is part of the original oh, fifty-three, but what? your your depth chart. Is increased based on that position. Well, why, why, or, why would you do that when you have a practice squad? Though, like I wouldn't do that. I, I'm sorry. I, I would, I would, you have a practice. I would, squad. I would. Well, but see, Tim Tebow is not a practice squad player. RG three is see, not a I, practice squad player. Matt Well, Barkley let's let's, is let's not keep it let's keep it real
0: player.
1: with RG three. While I, while I don't know. No, no, no. no I'm well, not I'm going, going to RG3. RG3. end up. Well, hang I'm, on. I'm While I don't know where RG three. I'm 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 including people like your Matt Barkley's, your Colt McCoy's, your these these are these are certain your, even your Rex Grossman's. These are these are players um, that are not practice squad players. They should be on someone's roster, but they may be third man on the depth chart, but they're not necessarily a practice squad player. You see what I'm saying?
0: yes and no um what i was going to say about rg3 is we are like putting him with a team it's already obvious that right now the redskins front office do not want to take the hit so to be honest rg3 is sitting pretty comfortable because he's going to get 16 million to sit there great right. job and, this and year i'm going we'll I'm, 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 I'm to have the the to from that, there when it comes to all the other names that you've mentioned no, they're not practice squad players because they've held major key positions in the NFL. So if you're not good enough to come back and do that, then no, you're not good enough for a roster. And let's start bringing up players from the practice squad in the second and third string that are developing. No, I, I wouldn't put them on a the practice squad, but that's what they but have to the practice also, squad for. So I, wouldn't hold, I wouldn't hold. If Tim Tebow can't make the cut, Tim Tebow just can't make the cut, I would not hold an additional position and, and buy another airplane ticket just because, you know, he's some people and you <laughs> to know how to do this, and I got a hope that he'll come back. I would never do that. I I mean, he, he didn't make it. I do – I would like – but for me, I would like to see him on somebody's roster because I – that's just one player. But see, I'm the not problem, a some fan, but I don't is. think he got right. to actually live out and develop into the type of NFL player that I believe he could have at the quarterback position. I really don't. I think, unfortunately, the media and, and everything kind of stole his glory, and that's that's quite like unfair to him. So I would like to see uh, but what, what also, he can there's do. Only,
1: there's probably only three or four coaches out there I would trust with Tim Tebow on the roster. Uh, Chip Kelly is one of them. Josh McDaniels is another. Um, and Sparrow. Uh, that used to be the coach of Miami. Those are probably only three co- coaches I can think of that I would trust with Tim Tebow being on the roster. Now, he doesn't necessarily have to be the head coach. They could be an offensive coordinator, like Josh McDaniels is back being the offensive coordinator, but the the, the Patriots tried to pick him up, and he didn't make their team. Uh, he has not made the team with the Eagles. Sparrow's never been his coach, but I do believe there's a, only a short list of coaches that I would trust with Tennessee Tebow on their roster.
0: Short or not, um, I would like to see him on the field. I really would. I don't think he got to live out his dream, and I don't think it was his fault. And and that's it's one thing when you are you know as as the meme says you know hi I'm Trent Richardson and I have direct TV, <laughs> hi I'm Trent Richardson in the NFL and I have cable. It's one thing when you come out there and try kind to of do that to your career. I don't think, in in my opinion and from what I've seen, that he had a chance to live out his career being good, bad, mediocre, whatever. I I think he was surrounded. He became a media hype spectacle, and that kind of broke him in in a sense. Like, I want to see him play. I want to see him, you know, come out and play some professional football in the NFL, not CFL, not arena or anything of that nature. I want to see him come out and play football. I wish that there was a team that would give him a chance. And if he just looks horrible, that's what we can end it. But I just feel like it's a book and like there's
1: a last chapter and it's now, a chapter twelve. With, so there's that, no words in that. with that in mind, with that in mind, do you believe Tim Tebow should give up on his uh, ability to be just a QB? Because he, there's been plenty of coaches that said we would pick you up to play tight end or to play fullback or to play halfback, but we don't want you to be our quarterback. And since he will keep saying that I only want to be quarterback, do you believe he should concede, even if only minutely, on that aspect?
0: Well, let me ask you this. I understand that they see that, but honestly, he knows himself as a player. And he may have the height and the strength and the build, but – if he's not comfortable at those positions, and he comes out looking like Devin Hester did when they changed his position for the Bears, and we were all like, what is the fun run that way?" Well, made. see, the, oh, and, and, I, and I'm not even play.
1: disagreeing with you on that aspect cause Devin Hester never was a receiver; he was a cornerback. When you look at Sinsebo, so wait a minute. When when, when you look at Tim Thiebaud, he was listed at QB when he played at Florida, but. He virtually was a halfback. He was a halfback that threw the ball. That's what he was. Right,
0: we're talking threw NFL. The ball. We're not.
1: We're not talking college. No, no. We, we, I know we're talking NFL. Wait a minute. You keep throwing it, throwing that that difference to me at me. But the real even at the college level, he wasn't really even a quarterback, because a lot of people talk about the spread offense and that's what they run. If we look at the other great quarterbacks that ran the spread offense on the college level, they were QBs that could do other things. Tim Tebow has always been a halfback that threw the ball. So to want to be a halfback that throws the, I mean, to, to want to be a QB on the NFL level, he wasn't even really a QB on the college level. So for him to take the attitude, or for someone to take the attitude of "Well, I know my body," when you never really were the were that position even. On that but he's, also,
0: he's also stepped into the realm of the NFL. And if he doesn't see it, like, why? Why?
1: I'm not saying that. Uh, because because he there, there, are know several, there are several
0: players whose positions have been changed, and they went for it.
1: They, they actually went for oh, the oh, change yeah, of the position. Because my favorite one is. Uh, I think his name was Tommy Lee or something, Uh, Tommy Jones. I can't think of his name, but he was a quarterback in Nebraska, and they tried to turn him into a running back in the NFL. Um, It wasn't until later on that that the NFL saw the advantage of your Cam Newtons, your Colin Kaepernick, your Aaron Rodgers, your Michael Vicks. If they had done it earlier, there was probably like three quarterbacks in a row from uh, three quarterbacks in a row from Nebraska that could have been great QBs in the NFL, but my point my point still is, it would be different if they immediately tried to change his position. They didn't immediately try to change his position. My thing is, my thing is, okay, we've tried this with one, two, three teams now. Now it's time to expand your mind. I'm not saying that he should have come into the league. I get what you're saying. And, uh, no, I I totally understand. I mean, at, at some point, at some point, we've tried this this many times. It has not worked. So now that we've tried this, now we can try to change it. Because the difference with Devin Hester, they never really gave him a chance to be. A cornerback. He played a cornerback in a couple of games his rookie season because corners were injured. Uh, the most, my most famous thought of him being a cornerback was when Tory Holt was excited that he caught a touchdown against Devin Hester when the Bears played the Rams that season, and he was like, "Yeah, you know who that was on? That was on the rookie. That was on the that was on the rookie. That was on Devin Hester. I remember them putting a camera and a mic on him on the sidelines, and then Devin Hester turned around and ran two, two kicks back during that game, and the Bears won that. That was the only time I really remember Devin Hester playing cornerback. So with Devin Hester, they never really exhausted his cornerback abilities before moving him to receiver. I feel like they're, they tried Tebow at the QB position, and it's just not there for them. So, uh, for example, like uh, Terrell Pryor, they tried so you to think, for him to be a, so you. So you they, think they, that if they he try. changes
0: his position, he'll actually have a shot in the NFL if he changes his
1: position. I, I think what if he does, he might have a chance to get on the roster, and then get in at QB. Like for example, so what position? do so you players, think he should play a fullback? I think he should should uh, be a special teams player. <laughs> like for there's a ton of NFL players that get in that get on the roster at special teams, and then move over to their traditional position. I, I think Tebow needs to be open to another position because there's been plenty of times when somebody got injured and we end up needing you. He needs
0: so to you think he
1: should be? So he should just be a football player, not a quarter. Not, just whatever. Be a player. Be a f- football player, but never forget about being a QB. Like, hey coach, you know I still can be this QB if you need me. But right now I'm going to do what you need. That's where I where I am with Tebow. I think Tebow can make a roster. And just making the roster might get him moved to where he wants to be.
0: You know, if, if I the not so serious, I might go, but... Because
1: I don't think he's going to be I... a QB at the NFL level without without expanding his thoughts.
0: Okay. Well, there you have it. Um... I would like to see him back in the uniform just so that we can give him a fair shot as to, are you good or not? Were you ever really good enough for this? this poor thing. If they were your life and you probably got to lose direct TV and get cable, like all that stuff probably happened. We're sorry, Tim. We're very sorry. Um, but we would love to see you bounce back. And I have a feeling that somewhere, um, in Foxborough, Tom Brady has his feet kicked up, sitting back, and this is what we would hear coming from <laughs> his bedroom window. Because I'm quite sure that's exactly how he feels about his outcome as he prepares to suit up for the season opener. So we've got a lot to watch Um there's a lot of Patriots hate now because of that all over social media. But there are some awesome memes, and I really do want to post them, but I, I don't want to offend any fans. But there are some absolutely hilarious memes. But the one thing that I have just won a club, Tom Brady's courtroom sketch has now become high fashion. If you do not believe me, you can hit our Twitter page, it's Rush. Check it out. It's being made into pants, skirts, and even mugs and glasses. That's absolutely hilarious, but it's marketing and hey wherever you're gonna make money, you make money. And again, Tom Brady sits back and goes <laughs> So there you have it. Tom Brady's had a pretty good off season. Came out squeaky clean. Alrighty then. So with that being said, I guess we are finally ready to wrap up the podcast. I'm ready for the season to start. Our show will be back at its regular scheduled regulation season time of 10 a.m. Central Standard Time right here on Blog Talk Radio. So next week we honestly will be on the air for two hours. We're talking to fans. We're breaking it all down. Like We are absolutely ready for some football. Tons of lads. Everything. We're really going hard. We're going in depth. And, of course, Mike can always fill you aside from Blog Talk Radio. Where can they find us and check out our podcast and our live show?
1: The easiest way to do it is to find us on the TuneIn Radio app. But if you're on iTunes from your computer, you can click on the, the podcast logo on the Football Fan Rush Radio page on Blog Talk Radio. Also, if you're doing it from your phone, the app, you can also download the RSS radio feed and tweet me for the link so that I can give you the link to put into RSS radio. Otherwise, the easiest way still is to tune in radio app.
0: Which is absolutely awesome because the tune in radio app is so easy to navigate through. You can go right to the shows. You can listen to our most recent shows. You can listen to the shows from last year. Um, It's it's absolutely cool. So we want to thank everybody for hanging out with us, joining us in the sweep, the chat lines. But we will be going hard this week. We're talking to fans of the NFC North. We want to know how you believe your team is going to fare when it comes down to it in Week 16 and if you have the shot at the playoffs. So, yes, we are pre-predicting. We're excited. I'm excited. Mike, you excited?
1: I'm excited to – to actually enjoy something that isn't just for the culture's sake.
0: Right. It's now time <laughs> to go to stadiums and purchase beer for $18.97 and a ticket so in the wrap. It's now time to go to and
1: drink tons of beer in the parking lot. That's what it's time for. Have tailgate fun in the parking lot and then have one beer in the stadium. That's what I will be doing. And it'll still be eighteen dollars. It will still cost eighteen dollars and ninety nine cents. So so but I will have had about of a six pack to myself in the parking lot.
0: And we do not let him drive when this happens, so there is no no worry. Uh, Chicago I, has I,
1: Chicago I, has an excellent uh public transportation system. I'll just meet not there. not to
0: drive. He's very emotional about his bears. And I can't wait for the bears and Vikings clash so we can see how much emotion is really going to be there. But we are signing off this week. Thanks for hanging out with us, everyone. This is Cass from Football Fan Rush Radio, and that is. He doesn't even know who
1: he is, <sighs> thinking about beer. Uh, a cold beer would be so excellent with this heat outside right now. But signing off, this is Mike leaving you and just telling you don't forget to check out the Tune In Radio app. Or go directly to radio dot com slash football fan rush radio and check out the show. It's been fun. See you guys next week Full well, two hours of
0: NFL kickoff. We out of here.